Al Mohler said that in 2004, a heat wave spread throughout Europe. And in France alone, 15,000 elderly persons died. Think about that. The heat was so intense, 15,000 elderly uh, persons died. He wrote, what shamed the nation is that many thousands of those elderly parents who were allowed to die were abandoned in their homes. Their bodies were left in their homes as their children and grandchildren went on family vacation without interruption neglecting to take care of their own grandparents and parents. He says the French have now made this a matter of national law. Article 207 of the French Civil Code now says that adult children are legally responsible for their elderly parents. Why does it take a civil act of a French government to tell children that they are to honor mother and father? Infractions of the law are to be met with fines and possible imprisonment. But he concludes there by saying, but laws cannot fix this problem. No doubt a report such as that pretty much makes you sick to your stomach to think about children who are off on vacation, allowing their elderly parents and grandparents to literally perish as they frolic and have fun. God takes the treatment of parents very seriously. In fact, he addressed it in his big ten, the Ten Commandments. And today, as we continue our study through the Ten Commandments, we come to that fifth commandment. And you'll find it in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. We want to read that today. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And this is one of those well-known commandments. It's one that is probably remembered by many people when they're asked to quote any of the commandments. They talk about this one. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 Where the Bible says, and God declares, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and mother and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This command is straightforward. It's very clear. We're to honor our parents. Now, the word honor literally means to be heavy, uh, to be weighty. The idea is it's uh, important, it has value, it has respect, and so we're to consider our parents important. They have value. We're to respect them. We're to honor them. And if you remember, we can view the Ten Commandments literally in two sets. Set one is made up of commands one through four. And they deal with our vertical relationship mostly, our relationship with God. And he says, uh, there you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make a graven image. You shall not take my name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And then set two deals primarily with our horizontal relationships, our relationships with other people. And we talk about that and we see those in commands like thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not covet. And at the very head of this second set, we find today's honor your father and your mother. Jesus talked about that division somewhat in Matthew 22. It says the teacher, which is the great commandment of all. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, set one. And then he says, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's set two. Love God primarily, love your neighbor as yourself. 
When we come to this second set, beloved, the Lord begins with our first human relationship. As we consider our relationship to other people, he begins with our parents. The very first relationship, the family relationship. And he turns our attention to our father and our mother. Now, listen, the family is so important. I probably don't have to tell you today that the family as we know it is under attack in our world. The family that God intended is under attack. And beloved, as we as a society chip away at the family union, we chip away at the very building block of our society. It was God who created the family. It was his idea, not our idea. And it is good and it's right and it's worth fighting for. The family as God intended it and laid down in Scripture. The family brings a stability to our world and to our lives that we find nowhere else. The family is where we're supposed to learn authority and how to submit to authority. We're supposed to learn to submit to authority at home. To respond properly to authority. Under the roofs of our own homes, we're to learn to submit to authority so we know how to respond to authority when we're out from under that roof. You see, think about it, beloved. If a child never learns to submit to authority at home, if a child never learns to submit to mom and to dad, what happens when he's placed under the authority of a teacher or a principal? Or a policeman or an employer. If he never learned authority at home, what happens when he's placed under authority outside the home? Well, great trouble. That's what happens. Great trouble. You see, a parent is supposed and is responsible to train his or her child to respond, to submit to authority. Ultimately, God's authority. Authority that is ordained of God. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he'll not depart from it. Now, listen, that's a proverb, not an ironclad promise, not a guarantee. And you need to understand that. You see, as a proverb, that's generally speaking what happens. If you train up a child in the way he should go, he'll not depart from it. But we know that there are godly parents and godly moms and dads who love Jesus and love Jesus. And they trained their children right and they prayed and they worked and and they brought them up properly. And yet that child still became a prodigal. You see, that child, he or her, they still have their will. They have a will. They exercise. And so a proverb says if we train them up in the way they should go, they'll not depart from it. But that's a proverb, not an ironclad promise. And so considering that, it should keep us on our knees before God as a parent. You ever think about that God had two children. They were in a perfect environment. And look what happened to them. Think about that for a moment. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to encourage you. You may have a prodigal in your family today. And you sought to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Listen, don't give up. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep going before God. Crying out to Him. But we ought to stay before our knees, on our knees before the Lord. There are no guarantees when it comes to the rearing of our children. There are no guarantees here. Therefore, we should be upon our knees much before the Lord. Now, I'll be honest with you. We're living in dark days. We're living in disobedient days. I believe we're living in the last 
days. Would you listen to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5? But know this, that the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Listen to the next one. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. I believe we're living in the last days. I believe we're living in dark days. And so this command, Exodus 20, verse 12, is a most needed command. We're to honor our parents. Honor your father and your mother. Now, here's the question. What does that look like? We talk about it. We say, amen. We're to honor them. But how does that play itself out in everyday life? How do we express that honor? Well, the Lord Jesus is our perfect example in everything. And Jesus shows us how to honor our parents. And so I want you to put a marker there in Exodus 20. And I want you to go to an account. The first account we'll consider from Jesus' life is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And we find the Lord Jesus here is only 12 years old. In Luke, chapter 2, and we'll begin reading at verse 40. As we consider what honoring our parents looks like. Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 40. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, beginning of verse 40, and the child grew, this is Jesus, the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And when they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. Obviously, he's traveling in large groups and they're assuming that he's there. Verse 44, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. You can understand their dismay, their worry, their concern when they could not find the 12 year old Jesus. Verse 46 says, now, so it came that after three days. They found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and and asking them questions. And and all who heard it were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your your father and I have sought you anxiously. Verse 49 says, he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Of course, referring to His heavenly father, God, the father. But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Now, what does honoring a parent look like? Well, when a child is young, when a child is still at home, when a child is still under the authority of mom and dad, The primary way that that young person honors his parents is through obedience. As a child, the primary way you honor mom and dad is through obedience. Look again there at Luke 2, 51. Luke 2, 51 says, Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And notice the next part. 
and was subject to them. He was subject to them. In other words, he obeyed them. Now think about this. Jesus is perfectly God, perfectly man. As God, he created Mary and Joseph. But as the God man, he was a subject to them. He obeyed them. He was obedient to his mother, Mary, to his stepfather, if you will, Joseph, who who adopted him. Now, were Mary and Joseph perfect? No. Let me just go ahead and lay the cards out on the table this morning. Listen, there are no perfect parents. None. So if that's what you're striving for, I hope you'll get lay that burden down today. There are no perfect parents. There are no perfect children. Jesus is the only one. I know that maybe you consider yours perfect and and I understand, but but. Let's be honest today. There are no perfect parents. There are no perfect children. We're all sinners in need of a savior. And as we come to Jesus, we're sinners saved by grace. And we praise God for his grace and mercy. But listen, there are no perfect parents. Mary and Joseph were not perfect. But Jesus set down an example. He was subject to them. One way that a parent is honored is through obedience. Do you say, wait a minute, preacher, this is, this is Old Testament. This is, this is the law. We're, we're under grace. Well, good. Let's go to the New Testament then. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. The Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, may live long on the earth. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. You see, as a child obeys his mother and father, he pleases God. Because God ordained that authority. God established the home. God put that child under the authority of mom and dad. And he's there and he or she should obey and honor their parents. This is a commandment with a promise. Now, again... Is this an ironclad promise that guarantees that if you honor your parents, you're guaranteed a long life? Not necessarily. You know, some godly young people die at a very early age. And and, and on the flip side, some very wicked people live to be very old and become more and more wicked. But listen, even common sense tells us if we obey our parents... And we honor them. We have more of a chance for a healthy, long, productive life. Even common sense tells us that. Listen, if you obey mom and dad by not playing out in the road, you've got a great chance of living a lot longer and and happier and healthier than by getting run over by a tractor or bus or something. Right. Even common sense tells us if we honor them and obey them, we're going to have a better life. So here's the question. Parents, first of all, are you teaching your child To obey. Are you teaching your child, your children to obey? And then the second question, boys and girls, are you obeying your parents? You say, I don't have to obey. Well, God says you have to obey them. So if you've got a problem with that, take it up with God. Because God laid that down. God wants you to obey your parents. Now, are there exceptions? I know that's going to come to, to, to minds of many. Are there exceptions? Yes. Notice what he says in Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. If a parent, and we know, sad to say, that there are children who are in 
homes with wicked and perverse parents in our world. A child does not have to obey a parent in a situation like that that would go against God's law and go against what is right in the sense of what God has ordained. The Bible is very clear. It's the same with a Christian and the government. We're to obey and submit to governmental authorities until they go against God's word. Then the Bible is very clear. We ought to obey God rather than men. And I don't think we have that situation here in, in any home. But we know we live in a wicked, perverse, sinful world. And there are boys and girls that experience things that are unimaginable, that are horrible. And uh, we, we need to pray for them and help them minister to them. We're to teach our children to obey. We're to honor our parents in obeying. So we know it includes obedience. But then the next question is, what about adults? I mean, we we know as adults, we're no longer bound to obey our parents. We're to leave and cleave to our spouse. We begin our own home. We start our own families. We have our own children. We're no longer bound by the authority of mom and dad. So does that mean this command no longer applies? Well, I'm glad you asked. No. This command does apply. You see, the honoring of parents takes on different expressions and and different meanings as we age and as our parents age. As a child, as a young person, the primary way we honor our parents is through what? Obedience, right? Y'all awake today? I feel like I'm really fighting it today for some reason. Maybe you're tired from revival or whatever. The primary way a child honors his parents is through what? Obedience. Now, what about adults? Well, I think there are two primary ways we honor them. Number one, we honor them as adults by remembering mom and dad. And number two, we honor them, if need be, by caring for mom and dad. As a child, it's primarily obeying mom and dad. As an adult, it's primarily, first of all, remembering my mom and dad. Now listen, in the prime time of life, in our prime years, we are busy with kids and we're busy with careers and we're busy with ball practice and and music lessons and this and that. And, and we're running and we're busy and we're easily Distracted and we can easily neglect our relationship with our mother and our father. We, we must find ways to honor them and include them in ways that would bring honor and glory to God. It, it, although we're no longer bound by their authority, they still have wisdom beyond our years. And so we might honor them by asking their opinion, asking their counsel. Remembering them beyond just Mother's Day and and Father's Day, but remembering them. It it may be as simple as a phone call. It it might be a note. It might be something special. It might be taking them out for a nice meal. It might be whatever, including them and remembering them and honoring them. The time that we spend that can take on a thousand different expressions. But then there's an additional thing as we age. Did you know they age as well? And, and the older we get, the older they get. And there may come a time when, when your mother and father cannot care for themselves as they once were able to do. And the question is, well, what are we to do about that? We're to honor them. 
And that may take on various expressions as well. That may very well mean that we actually literally take them in and care for them. The cycle of life is very interesting, isn't it? Our parents bring us into this world and we're born and we're helpless. We can't take care of ourselves. We can't feed ourselves. We can't clothe ourselves. We can't go out and get a job and take care of ourselves as an infant. They provide every need that we have. And they, they bring us up and they care for us. And we grow strong and, and healthy and, and happy. And, 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 and we get stronger and stronger. And all the while they're getting older and older. And they're moving toward needing our help more and more. And maybe even one day becoming helpless themselves. Where they can no longer even feed themselves. Or clothe themselves. Or care for themselves. What did Jesus say about this? Well, would you go to Matthew 15? I want to share a passage there with you. Jesus is addressing the scribes and Pharisees, and you know that they had their run ins and Jesus had very strong words for them many times. But in Matthew 15, it's very interesting here. The Lord speaks about this very command and. He talks to the scribes and Pharisees about it. And in Matthew 15, beginning at verse 1, the Bible says, Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And they were all bent out of shape because they didn't wash their hands. This tradition of the elders. And Jesus didn't address that. Look what he says in verse three. He answered and said to them, why do you also transgress the commandment of God? Because of your tradition. For God commanded, saying, honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father and mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. That he need not honor his father and mother. Thus, you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Now, did you catch what was going on there? Did you catch it? And in order to get out of helping their parents financially, that their aging parents, they would dedicate that money to God. That's what they were doing. And, and they would excuse themselves from using that money to take care of their parents. And, and, and they would say, well, this money is dedicated to God. So they would say, sorry, mom or dad, I dedicated that money to God. You're out of luck. That's what they were doing. Jesus says, you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. You transgress the law. And they were doing it in the name of God. I want you to know God takes very seriously the treatment of her parents. Now, Jesus, again, modeled how to care for our parents, even if we're adults. Now, go to John 19, just a couple of verses there. John 19. This time we find Jesus on the cross. Now, he's in the midst of dying for our sin. By the way, as you find in John 19, Jesus died for your sin. He was buried and arose for your sin and for your salvation. You don't know him. Come to him today in faith, trusting him. But think about it. Jesus dying on the cross. 
taking upon himself the sin of the whole world, being crucified for us. And I want you to notice what happens in John 19, beginning at verse 25. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. And his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and, and Mary Magdalene. Get the picture. Mary is there and, and she sees her son, the Lord Jesus, on the cross dying. And, and no, no doubt she's weeping and broken. And, and Jesus sees her. Now, notice verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, we know that's John. He said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Now, now do you catch what's going on here? Jesus is dying on the cross. But he made sure. He said, where's Joseph? This time, Joseph's probably already dead. Okay. He took the time while he's dying on the cross for us. To make sure that his mother was cared for. Honor your father and your mother. You see, this honoring of parents can take on many different shapes and, and many different forms. And it will change as we change and, and they age. But that respect that we have for our mom and dad should grow. And should be evident through our lives. As younger people, our primary way of honoring our parents is through obedience. As we age, it, our primary way is remembering mom and dad and, and caring for mom and dad. And it can be expressed in a thousand different ways. Now, we live in a sin-sick, sinful world. And I have to address something else before we close today. That is, what about those who have parents that are certainly not worthy of honor and not worthy of respect? What about those adults who, as children, were abused or molested or neglected by their parents? What about those who... Don't even know who their parents were. They have no idea. I want you to hear me carefully. And we don't have a lot of time to talk about this, but I want you to hear me carefully. While they're not worthy of honor and respect, God says honor them. Now, wait a minute. Don't, don't get up tight yet. Hear me out. We can honor a person. That is their position. Without agreeing with their character. Now, hear me out. We go before a judge and we call him your honor. We're honoring their position. Now, that judge might be as crooked as a snake. We don't even know, but we honor their position. We honor the office of the president of the United States. We, we may not agree with him politically. We may not agree with him morally, but we honor his position. You see, you can honor someone and that doesn't mean you're agreeing with them. Doesn't mean you're agreeing with their actions. Doesn't mean you're agreeing with their character at all. You can honor their position. You acknowledge their position. So maybe you're here today. And maybe you are at an abusive relationship with your parents or whatever. Well, they're your parents. And though maybe you can't have a relationship with them, it might even be dangerous for you to have a relationship with them. We would never even recommend that in certain situations. 
You can try as God enables. And here's what you need to do. To forgive them. You said they never asked my forgiveness. I didn't talk about that. You've got to learn to forgive them. For God's sake and for your sake. You see, if you don't deal with that, you're going to end up being eat up with bitterness in your life. And that doesn't mean you're excusing what they did. It doesn't mean that they were right. It doesn't mean you're agreeing with them. It doesn't mean you're going to be best buddies. But you must forgive them. This is going to take the grace of God in an awesome way in your life. And you can honor whatever positive thing they might have contributed. Certainly something. They, they at least gave you life. They didn't abort you. Now, I can't talk much more about that. We don't have time. And, and maybe if you're here today and that's, you need to speak with a pastor. Maybe me or another pastor or someone who can help you more in that. But I know, I know we had to touch on that because we live in a wicked, sinful, perverse world. Now, my hope is that the majority of those here today, it's not hard for you to honor your mom or dad. And I want to say to all the parents here today, let's make it easy for our kids to honor us. Let, let's live in a way where they have no struggle whatsoever in honoring us through their lives. And, and, and children, your primary way of doing that is obeying mom and dad. And, and as parents, we're to teach them to obey. Now, now we opened up with a tragic story. I mean, this, the, the beginning message, I mean, about these, uh, these elderly people dying, that was sad. It was tragic. We ended on a sad note. I want to close on a happy note. We go back even further this time to 1993. Adrian Rogers talks about that they were doing some remodeling and some work on the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. And as the workers were working there, they discovered something very unusual behind one of the, the display cases. And as they were moving a display case in the Baseball Hall of Fame, they, they looked down. There's an old photograph there and they pick up the photograph that was tucked behind the case. And, and in the photo was a, was a stocky, friendly looking man. And, and on his baseball uniform were the words Sinclair Oil. Well, no one knew how the picture got there. No one knew the identity of the, the, the man in the photo and a national sports magazine picked up the story. Very touching story. And finally, a man came forward and said, you know what? I tucked that picture back there during a visit to the Hall of Fame. And, and it seems that ball player was actually that man's father, his late father. And just like the note that was attached to it said, this man was proud of his dad. And he believed that his dad deserved special recognition. So this man decided to honor his father by holding a little ceremony himself and induct his dad into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He believed that his dad was a Hall of Fame dad. And he honored him by tucking that photo behind that display case. Now, how about you today? What is God, the Holy Spirit, dealing with you about this moment? Maybe you're an adult here today. Let me ask you. Are you honoring your mother and your father? Maybe you're a child here today and you're still in the authority. You're a teenager here today. Let me ask you. Are you honoring your mother and your father? 
What is God saying to you today? God is very serious. I think we've shown that over and over. Jesus displayed it. Jesus modeled it. He takes very seriously how we treat our parents. Are you treating yours in a godly way? Father, we love you. Now, I pray, Lord, if you would work in this invitation time. And I pray if there's anybody here today who may be struggling, maybe with a very bad background. Father, I pray right now you would help them to forgive. Their lives would not be filled with bitterness, but their lives be filled with joy. And that they would look to you to meet those deep needs in their lives. I pray for boys and girls and teenagers today who maybe are struggling with obedience. I pray today you'll bring them to that point of submission where they need to honor mom and dad. I pray for adults here today. You would deal with our hearts. Lord, that we would honor our parents by remembering them. And then, Lord, if need be. And I know some of this congregation are already doing this. Caring for their parents. Give that grace and that wisdom that is needed, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.